Hey friend, are you ready to find out what the number one money-making activity is? You might already be doing it, but are you doing it right? Okay, today we're talking about email marketing. And you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, Allison, I know email marketing is important, but do you? Today, I'm joined by the fun, headband-wearing, 90s-loving email strategist, Liz Wilcox. How about we write emails that people want to read and more importantly, purchase from us? If you're like, yes, then this episode is for you. And before we dive in, I want to tell you about a new digital product I created to help you plan and create better content for your business. Introducing the Digital Content Planner. This 12-month calendar makes it easy to plan and map out your content. Within the Digital Content Planner, each page is linked for easier navigation. Month by month, you'll have the ability to map out your monthly content. You'll also have the ability to use the weekly sheets to specify your main topic, social media platforms, even your emails, hint, hint, and the types of posts you'll create. This digital content planner also has over 40 content ideas to make the content creation process easier and faster. And it also comes with a video tutorial. If you need this bad boy, grab the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to today's episode. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I am really excited today. I have Liz Wilcox on the show today. We are going to jump into email marketing, especially like how can we simplify the process? How can we get emails out? Let's be honest. Let's can we write emails under twenty minutes, right? Like we don't want to spend too much time writing emails. And then once we are into our email marketing, how can we turn our readers into customers? So, Liz, welcome to the show. Oh my word! I am so excited, Allison. Always bringing the Mickey vibes. I feel at <laughs> home. I'm in Florida. I'm next to Mickey right now. So I I am so ready to go. I'm I'm really excited to talk about email. I am too, because I think it's so important for every business owner, entrepreneur to have an email list and building that email list and talking to your audience, talking to your followers. But before we get into your magic, when it comes to email marketing, tell us about your business and how you got into email marketing. Yeah. So I actually have a little bit of a different story where a lot of uh, market email people will come on and talk about how they were a copywriter first, or, you know, they worked for an agency or something like that. I actually started off as an RV travel blogger. So I, I wanted to hit the road in an RV with my family. I still had some other, um, like not immediate family needs. I, 
Uh, and I need I needed a way to make money so I could be more flexible and honestly make more money, right? So you know, I googled, of course, how to how to remote work, how to make money online. Blogging came up, and I said, oh, you know, you listen to webinars, you go to all these big launches. Oh, you can make a hundred thousand dollars. So I ate I ate that up like cookies. I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. So I started a blog. And right off the bat, you know, when you listen to podcasts like this, you know, go to launches, everybody says, oh, you need an email list. You need an email list, right? Um, and so mama didn't raise no fool. I started my email list. And from there, I just started, you know, really focusing. Of course, I was still blogging, networking, all the things, right? But I was really focusing on building that list because everyone was saying, you know, your, your, the money's in the list. And guess what? I didn't start a blog as a hobby. I started it for money. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, no shame there. So I knew, okay, if the money's in the list, I'm going to build the list. So that's what I did. I ended up, uh, my very first book was, uh, you know, it was just an ebook. It was like 10 bucks and I made something like $7,000 in 90 days. It got picked up by an international sponsor I ended up creating some more, um, you know, products and through the years. And once my email list was about three years old, I finally did the thing that they say to do, you know, make your online course, right? So I made my course and what I did first, and this is what you've got to know about email, especially if you're, you know, you're a service provider, you're thinking of creating a digital product, you know, you want a little extra income. What I recommend is just asking your email list, hey, I'm thinking of X idea. Are you interested, right? This is the importance of having the list before you create the product or as you, you know, as you're building out your services, your list will tell you what services and products you need, right? So I said, hey, I'm thinking of creating this course on RV maintenance. Are you in? I had 141 people click. Yes, that sounds interesting. Uh, I did a traditional Monday through Friday, uh, cart open, cart close type of thing. A few months later, I ended up selling all 141. So if you don't know, that's a crazy conversion rate. And that's how I really got into email marketing uh, was when uh, if you're watching the if you're watching the replay of this, you know, you can see Allison's face. But if you're just listening, she was like, what? <laughs> um, looking for a spot to say something. Right. But that's when I knew when I started telling people about that, that's when I knew I needed to go all in on email. So I actually sold that RV travel blog and went all in to teach people how I do that. And I am sure now all the listeners and those watching the video are now glued to every word you are going to say for the rest of the interview. Because here's the thing, I, I'm going to assume that most entrepreneurs struggle with writing emails to their list. Like they know list is important. Right. I'm going to have a freebie. I'm going to put it on my blog. I'm going to share it all over social. All they got to do is enter their name and email and boom, they're, they're going to get the freebie, right? They're going to get what they wanted in return. But how can we really simplify the process to stay front of mind with our audience? Because I think that's key. It's not just about building the freebie having the list and delivering the freebie. You have to stay front of mind with your audience. But the the thought process, I think most entrepreneurs, because they're so busy doing all the other things in their business, they're like, I have to write an email like almost every week or twice a month. How how can you kind of shift their mindset to, you know, simplify that process? 
Yeah. So, and this is actually the newsletter I'm writing today. Uh, what Allison said at the very end there about shifting your mindset. What I want you to know, and maybe, you know, maybe you're driving right now, write this down later, but I want you to remember, I want this burned into your brain. (laughs) Email marketing is a money-making activity. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Email marketing is a money-making activity. When you can switch your mind about, oh my gosh, email marketing is this not, I do not have time to untangle into email is a money-making activity and I got to get on this gravy train, (laughs) then it's going to, you know, it's not going to be as much of, oh, I got to get my email out today. What am I going to say? What am I going to write? Nobody cares. Uh, To, oh my gosh, I'm really excited to connect with some folks today. So that's the mindset piece. And that's where I was coming from. So I know as service providers, first of all, you know, even if you're not fully booked out, you're fully booked out, right? Your calendar is a mess. You know, you're likely staying up at night just to get some time off, so to speak, right? Maybe you've got mom guilt because you're spending too much with clients, but then when you spend time with your kids, your clients are blowing up your phone. You're wondering, you know, is this even worth it? I'm tired, you know, I, and maybe you're like, most people and you're even a perfectionist where you know where people say oh just you know put a ball down and you're like no that's impossible i can't i have to have everything and i can't sacrifice quality either the thing about and what i love about email is you have that direct connection and you're going to be able to maximize your time you know you make time for clients because clients give you money right you make time uh, for like the selling in the DMs because that feels like a money-making activity. So if you can switch your mind about email marketing to, okay, this is a money-making activity, then you might free up some time. And today I want to share, now it sounds like a webinar. <laughs> today I want to <laughs> share how you can free up that time. But I really, but I really, really mean it. And I, I really suggest if you're listening to the podcast, going on YouTube, because I actually have some visuals here. You don't need the visuals, but if you're a visual learner, definitely check out Allison's YouTube uh, because I've got some visuals up right now. So in order to just keep this really simple and just get the email out there, I always say, and Allison and I were kind of talking about it before we hit record, like if you're writing, if your newsletter is taking you more than 20 minutes, you're doing it wrong. I even have, I send out mugs. When people win prizes, they get a mug with my face that says this. This is how uh, firmly I believe in this. So first you have a follower, right? And I'm sure you're doing some of this all already, right? Whether it's referral-based, social media, whatever you're trying to, you know, find new leads, find new followers, get them on your email list. And then we're just going to turn them into friends. The same way if somebody, you know, uh, oh, my friend, you know, here's my friend, Jen, she's really good at branding. Uh, You know, I know you worked with my, or you worked with me, like now work with her, right? Referral based. And you're going to start that friendship. You're going to get on a call. You're going to be friendly, whatever it is you do. It's the same with email. If you just write an email, where you're trying to just make a friend, once you get a list full of friends, you can basically turn them into customers. So I call this my email staircase. You start at the bottom, trying to get followers, get them on your list. 
create friends. And then once you have a list full of friends, the same way I did with my RV maintenance course, you can basically say, hey, are you interested in this? And you're not creating services. You're not creating products that don't sell because you have a list full of friends. They told you what they wanted, right? I never in my life would have created a course on RV maintenance. Y'all, I have never even changed a bike tire. But I knew, (laughs) no joke, but I knew that that's what my people wanted because they kept asking me, where can I go for maintenance? Where can I go for maintenance? And so I partnered with someone and created that course, right? I wanted them to go to me, right? So of course, you know, you likely do have the answer for your people's problems. That's, that was kind of unique. But if somebody's, if everybody's asking you, for brand strategy and you don't currently have a product or you know a one-off service for that and that's something you feel like you can accomplish then boom you know what's going on if it's something you cannot accomplish yourself then oh i know my friend allison my friend liz my friend jen roberto whoever and then suddenly you're off to the races making referral income affiliate income whatever you want to call it because you have this list full of friends this network now to help you get the ball rolling so i just want to pop in real quick because i want to kind of reiterate what you said is we really need to when we're shifting our mindsets We need to stop thinking as email marketing as a chore and really make it a priority in our business because that is where that is the main money-making activity that we can be doing. So I think my audience is definitely going to understand that. But I think the next question is like, of course, they're going to start going, oh, just approach my email list as they are my friends. I'm going to ask my friends. I'm thinking about creating this or maybe thinking about creating this, you know, which one would help you, which one do you want? But in the meantime, I know they're going to be thinking, what should I be sending them to be front of mind? And how often? That is a question I get a lot. I need to be emailing my list every week, every other week. Is there a rule of thumb or is it just something that the entrepreneur really just needs to understand their audience? Okay, so I think Allison is right in both parts. Of course, there's a general rule of thumb about once a week is a great place to start, but you also have to know your audience, right? So my audience actually lately has been asking me for more than once a week. Now, am I going to do that? I don't know do because I might not have the personal capacity, um, but general generally once a week is fine. Also, if you feel like that's too much for you right now, I want you to just try once a month, right? Just tell your people, I'm going to email you once a month, Uh, you know, get that, build that muscle, right? It's not like we just go into six pack abs, right? Like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to have six pack abs because I'm changing my behavior. No, no. It's the same with email, right? You know, just start to build that muscle one day you're going to have this list full of friends and customers, right? One day it's going to come easy. It's not going to feel like a chore, but just realize it is like building a muscle. Now, what the heck do you send these people? And how do you create friendships, right? I've got a few different things for you. So number one, every with every email and with email marketing, and this is great for social media too, right? 
in order to create a friend, you only need like three things, really. Number one, you have to show that you are invested in them. So writing emails that show the behind the scenes of the business, even if you're a service provider that's not very B2B, right? Even if you're providing a service to some kind of consumer, um, you know, people want to see that you're invested, right? So you could even say things like, oh, I just listened to Allison and Liz for an hour about how to make this email list better, about how to not waste your time in the inbox, right? That shows you are invested. Oh, especially if you're asking as a service provider, you're asking people to invest in you, you have to show that you are invested first. Like uh, here's an example. If I was, uh, well, in my RV travel blog, I would talk about, you know, where I was going, what I was learning along the way, how I, you know, had a disaster with the black tank. That's where the sewage goes, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and what I learned from it, clearly, I was invested in the lifestyle. So when they went to invest in the lifestyle too, they went with Liz Wilcox, they went with that brand, right? So show you are invested inside of your newsletters. And that investment is going to come back to you. Uh, number two, share in a relatable way. And spoiler alert, this is the simplest thing you can do. I know a lot of email marketers are going to tell you to tell stories. And uh, I probably don't need to say this out loud, but telling stories is really hard. When somebody tells you to tell a story, suddenly Mrs. Miller, your 10th grade English teacher is behind your back telling you, you know, what's your thesis and you better not introduce anything new in the third paragraph that you didn't say in the first. And where's your beginning, middle and end? This is <laughs> unclear, you know, but that's not how we write newsletters. That's not how we read on the internet. Um, sharing in a relatable way can be much simpler. Just share two to three sentences. I call it a personal update on something that you did since the last time you emailed that person, whether it's, oh, I just recorded a new podcast episode uh, with this lady who had crazy graphics on her screen. I don't even know how she did it, right? <laughs> We've all, you know, that's sharing something, you know, interesting about your life where people can relate to that. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that around. How does she do that, right? It gets them thinking and people want to relate to other people. So even if in my RV travel days, my main subscriber was a man in his 60s. My audience was almost 70% men in their 60s. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm not a man in my 60s, but somehow I was still able to share in a relatable way. People want to relate to one another. And then number three, Allison and I already kind of talked about this, stay top of mind. What is that for you? What is your, um, what does your people need, right? And then in general, what to put in there. Again, just sharing your personality, you know, a little bit. You can see mine on the screen. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a bit of an extrovert. I love color. I love the 90s. I wear a headband, you know, that's sharing some of my personality. Um, and then share your vision for your clients, right? So this is, and this is great to put in your welcome sequence as well. So sharing your vision, what is it that you want? If somebody books you, what is your vision for them? Whether it's, we're going to get your website done where it looks like you. We're going to brand you in a way that makes you feel excited um, you know, to share on social media. We're going to get your copywriting done in a day. For me, it's 
you know, if, if let's say it's Liz Wilcox University, my big vision, you walking across that stage and I'm handing you a degree and making money with email. That's my vision for you. Sharing that in the welcome sequence and throughout your newsletters, like a couple times a year, sharing that big vision you have for people and then sharing a little bit of your values. Now, this isn't to say um, you have to spew your politics everywhere. Don't do that, <laughs> right? But there are certain values that you have and that you uphold in your business uh, that your people want to know about, right? One of my values is affordability. I share it in my welcome sequence. I share it often in sales emails, uh, things like that, that, that connect with the right people. Uh, what are some of your values that drive your why? and share those, you know, why did you get into whatever kind of service you're into? Why do you serve the type of people you serve? Sharing that in the welcome sequence and just, you know, dropping it here and there in newsletters is really going to attract the right people that say, oh yeah, Allison's for me, I'm booking her. Or, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, Liz is the one, I'm gonna save up and get that VIP day or whatever, right? I love that. And I think you just really simplified it by breaking it down to the invest, share, and stay. And it's it's really just like a simple process. And when you were talking about like share in a relatable way, there's a story that I told a while back and I actually reshared it again. And it's like one of my top performing posts is it was a simple, uh, I shared a story about me like simply just going to Target and grabbing like a pair of jeans because the label said the size that I should fit into, right? And of course, coming home, they didn't fit. I had to return it, but I turned that story into a relatable way. Like pants are not a one size fits all and neither is social media. And it was just like so relatable because I'm sure everyone has gone into a Target or whatever and grabbed something going, yeah, that's going to fit me and come home and go, nope, can't even get it over my leg. Like it was just such a relatable story and such an easy story for me to tell because it actually happened to me one day in Target. So I think it when we talk about, and let's, I want to see if you agree with this, Liz, when we're talking about like, oh, share your story. I think people think it has to be like these, this big elaborate dream story where I think it can just be these little micro everyday stories that's happening in your life. And it's going to relate to your audience. We should also be sharing those along the way as well. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I love what Allison said about these little micro stories. But I want to put an asterisk in this because a lot of us don't feel like we're storytellers. Um, and naturally, yes, we are storytellers. I mean, not all of us are good. Like we all have that auntie at Thanksgiving that goes on and on and, you know, everyone's <laughs> looking at each other like, is she going to get to the point? Would she be quiet? Can I walk away? Would it be rude? I have to pee. I need to <laughs> unbutton my pants. Right. We all have that, that auntie, right? We all know that person. Um, so if you feel like that's what you do in your newsletters and you're like, oh, I don't know how I can get to the point, et cetera. I don't want you to feel like you have to share a story in every single newsletter, but you can still be relatable and you can still share in that relatable way. Save those stories for like when Allison said, okay, I've got this jean story. This is really good. And it's an easy segue for me that likely just came to her, right? She was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. So save those moments. And in your newsletter, 
Instead, just share a personal update. That is two to three sentences, again, of what you've uh, you know, what you've done in the last couple weeks. And if you can't think of that clever segue into your content, here's what I want you to do instead. So just grab your keyboard, hit this caps lock button. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And you can just type the word anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really want to talk about is whatever piece of content, you know, my new service or, you know, my flash sale, my new Instagram reel, my, you know, new TikTok account, my Facebook group, my blog post, uh, my interview with Allison, whatever. If you feel like, oh, I, I just can't come up with that story today, that's totally fine. Just give that personal update of, oh, I went to Target. You know, I bought the wrong pair of jeans. So annoying. I'm going to have to go back tomorrow, which means I'm going to spend another $100. <laughs> you know, anyway, what I really wanted to talk about is my new podcast episode with Liz Wilcox. She talks all about email marketing, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you told something that was relatable. You know, everybody, oh gosh, Target runs. Yep, that's going to that's, that's cost you more than the wrong pair of jeans, lady, right? And then, okay, I, you know, I get the content, right? You haven't wasted people's time. If you feel like you're not a storyteller, you know, you didn't have to become one. Remember, it is a newsletter, not a novel. You don't have to tell a story every single time. Chances are, if you don't have time to come up with an idea and write it, people don't have time to read it. So just release yourself, give yourself that permission slip to just say what the heck you need to say and get out of there. That was awesome. Perfectly said. And I have one more question before we wrap up this amazing interview. What is the biggest action to turn readers into customers? Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Yes. Okay. This is the <laughs> ding, ding, ding moment. So in your welcome sequence, I suggest an email. Usually I suggest this as the third email where you set expectations. And if you need an example of this, I have it in my freebie. Um, but basically, you know, the same way Allison set expectations when she did an intro for this episode, the same way when you go to a webinar, there's an agenda, there's objectives, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're in college, they give you a syllabus, you know exactly what's to come for the entire semester. You have to do that with your email list. So in the welcome sequence, I normally suggest the third day you set expectations. And this is where you tell people, oh, I'm going to email you once a month or every Tuesday. I'm going to share tips on XYZ. And then this is the ding, 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 you know, pull over, write it down, you know, burn it in your brain. Um, you're going to say, I am going to offer you free and paid services free and paid products, free and paid resources, whatever. Likely they got on your list through some sort of freebie or you were saying, you know, get on my list, uh, you know, to get my availability, whatever, right? So now we need to flip the switch in the back of their head, like Allison said, from freebie person or semi-interested to, okay, now I know she's a business and she's serious. And, you know, that's how I'm going to look at her emails from here on out. So just saying, I'm going to offer free and paid services. If you already have your services or maybe you have a small digital product or two, then you can sub bullet, right? You can say, you know, like my VIP day, 
like my 10 week program, like my, you know, $10 checklist, right? And then you just hyperlink to those things. That's if you have them. If you don't have them yet, still highly recommend telling people you're going to offer free and paid, right? They have to know upfront that you are a business and that your emails are a marketing channel or a channel is the word I'm looking for. Um, and then from there in your newsletters, you know, you can just drop those things, right? You're fulfilling that promise of telling people, I'm going to offer you these things. So maybe you put it in a PS one day. PS, I've got uh, one more, you know, I've got one more uh, calendar. What's one more spot is the word I'm looking for. I've got one more spot. Maybe, you know, the next week it's a whole thing on this new offer you're thinking of coming up with and you get people to click. Maybe the week after that, it's, you know, your podcast uh, interview with so-and-so and in a PS, you know, hey, I know I talked about X in the podcast. I actually offer X as a service. Check it out here. So you're just, you know, kind of doing this little sprinkle here and there. And then when you really have something to sell, you know, you can write those sales emails, but always sprinkling in your services, making it very obvious uh, how many spots you have, what you're doing, sharing things in, like, oh, I just wrapped up a client project. If they give you permission to share a piece of that, doing that in your newsletters. Remember the people on your list are semi-interested in your services. So don't be afraid of sharing your services and testimonials, et cetera, et cetera, in your newsletter. Liz, you just shared so much information in such a short amount of time that I know that my audience is definitely going to want to check out your work because I know your work is just amazing. So where can they connect with you? Yeah. So of course I'm an email marketer. I would love for you to get on my email list so you can see, you know, all those things I was talking about sprinkling. You can see how I do it in action. You can go to lizwilcox.com in the top right hand corner. You're going to see a hot pink button. You cannot miss it. It says free email swipe. So on top of being able to see how I do it and strategize for yourself, you're going to get that welcome sequence I was talking about, those newsletter expectations emails. You're going to get that already written for you. It's a four-part welcome sequence. Uh, you can take it and make it your own. You're also going to get three newsletter examples. So you can see what I mean when I say, oh, just do this, right? You can see it in action. You're going to get one newsletter to show you how to get people to click. You're going to get one newsletter to get people to reply. And the third newsletter is going to show you how to get people to purchase uh, from your emails. And if that's not enough, because I know writing from scratch totally sucks <laughs> and trying to come up with newsletter ideas is even worse. I've got 52 subject lines for you all for free. LizWilcox.com. Hit that hot pink button, baby. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I will make sure that all the links are in the show notes. And I just know that the audience is now going to be able to write more magical emails in less time. Thanks again. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.